Hey everybody, this is Kennedy Hawk from the Marvel Champions Monthly Fan Podcast team. Today, we're going to talk about all things Quicksilver in our favorite game, Marvel Champions. Everybody got that, right? Forgotten that everybody has super speed or super speed hearing like our friend Pietro. I should get back to where we were in our show. So let me introduce my co-host. I have Americano. How are you doing? Doing great here. And we have Crimson. How's it going, Crimson? Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, we hit temperatures lower than Alaska, Antarctica, and the North Pole. So language. Mother nature. <laughs> I bet I used to live there. I know how cold it can get, but that's pretty ridiculous. Minus 26. Fahrenheit? I don't know what that is, Celsius. Yeah, who uses that, 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 weird, that weird system? All right, so, so we're going to talk about Quicksilver's pack um, because it's the, new, the newest pack. We, ha- we haven't talked about it yet. We alluded to it. Hopefully, everybody... All of our listeners have had a chance to play it. Um, we'll give you our thoughts. We'll give you. We'll talk about some of our favorite cards um, and some deck building tips and, and playing with them tips. Um, but um, does anyone have? Has anyone played any other games before we get into Quicksilver? Because this whole episode is going to be out Quicksilver. Um, anyone been playing other games? Crimson. I know you have been. Yeah. Um. You can find me in my. Uh... My Viking town in Volheim, like 99% of the time right now. I can't stop playing that game. I might have a problem. How, m- how many bosses have you defeated? On- only the first one. I, I keep building towns. <laughs> I must make more meat houses, sm- smithery places, and longhouses. I've taken over an entire island. I, I terraformed the island. I put a port in. It's, it's it's sick. So we can go attack his island, is what I just heard. Everyone really? listening. <laughs> yeah. So everyone everyone listening, let's go attack Crimson's Island, burn it to the ground, so that he can play more Marvel Champions. Only if I turned on PvP. And you can you can find that island... By going to twitch.com slash crimsonmcm. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to do the plug, right? Oh, man. And then uh, Kennedy Hawk is trying to get me to get the versus system, the two, the two-player card game. The new one, right? Yeah. You, want me to go, you want me to go spend all my extra money on that game? Is that what I'm hearing? Well, it's probably like super cheap somewhere because everybody thinks it's dying, but it's thriving. So there you go. All right, so let's let's jump into um, Quicksilver. Um, let's well, let's talk about let's talk about his card. Let's talk about the the hero cards. His kit. Um, we'll go through them really quick. Uh, we won't talk about them word for word, but just to, to get an idea of what people or so people can get an idea of what you're actually getting to do with Quicksilver. So who wants to talk about Quicksilver? I can do the overview. So Quicksilver is all about his basic stats. He only has a 1-1-1, one, 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 one thwart, one attack, one defense. But the first time he uses, or any time he uses a basic ability once per phase, 
he's able to ready himself afterwards. So that means he can attack and thwart in the same round, or he can defend and ready himself to be ready for the next round, or defend twice. So he's like the ultimate utility player. He works with all the aspects, because all the aspects, other than leadership, like readying and exhausting, and leadership gives you lots of stat buffs to be able to do that. So he's got a ton of cards that ready him, a ton of cards that pump his stats, and a couple other utility cards in his pack, but he seems super focused on pumping up his stats and readying his character. Yep. Yeah, it's it's the is this the first pack we've seen where there's four there's a copy of four in a in a hero pack? Like four of one card? Uh well Yeah, I guess in a hero pack. Well kind of forever there's like five or six. I guess right? that's true. There that's true. Well kind of forever. I keep forgetting. I haven't played Black Panther for a while, but I've been meaning to get back to him. Shame on me. I was actually going to bring that up. He feels a lot like Black Panther to me because he's got a, a two-cost upgrade for each of the stats to give him plus one thwart, plus one attack, or plus one defense. Kind of like the four Black Panther upgrades. So you can do stuff where you play a bunch of upgrades, get his deck really thin, and then just try to draw those readies over and over again, just like you'd be trying to draw Wakanda Forever over and over and over again with Black Panther. So very similar deck styles with a completely different spin. Um, okay. So everyone's had a chance to play him. Uh, of let's just let me ask you this question: of his hero kit, not not the entire pack, but of his hero kit, what's your one favorite card um, from the hero kit? I'll I'll tell you mine. Um, mine is friction resistance. Um, yeah, I'll, friction gross. resistance. That, that's a no, good one. This, it's like my least favorite is an amazing card. card. Out of his, uh... Kit almost. This what? So it's one of my least favorite cards out of this kit. Oh my gosh, this card's yeah. a, this card's what? amazing. It's the card that should cost like seven. <laughs> like, it's right? a crimson. This card is. It's a great card. Ridiculous. It's a great card, but it has very. So that's clunky. why. You, that's why it's your least favorite. It, it it feels clunky. There's times when you want to use it, and you can't because you can't like put resources in a pool. You have to use it immediately. But like a good example is with. Um, you can't. You can never use it to pay for his um, uh, always be running. It, it's yeah. You actually, you actually can right because you you exhaust it, pay for always be running, and then always be running readies him and it unexhausts right. That's that's the. So it makes always be running it makes, free. It, it, it makes good. always be running free. Yeah. But if he's t- hang on, hang on. I, I ran into a situation. Now, now I got to remember how how it happened. So he was tapped. <laughs> the so he was tapped. Friction was tapped. I dished the card for no. Okay, ne- never mind. Never mind. I, I think I misplayed something during my playthrough then. I have had a lot of instances early in the game where I like I mulligan hard for friction resistance, and um, I have a bunch of turns in a row where like I spend all the cards in my hand and then leave friction resistance open, and that feels bad. Even if you've used it once and untapped it with Quicksilver, whenever you leave a resource there, you're just like, oh, what did I do wrong, right? So you get that feel bad, like bittersweet taste at the end. But I've also had turns where I've readied like seven times, so I can't complain too much. <laughs> I remember having two turns where I couldn't play a card with friction resistance because of something 
was affecting me. And now I can't remember. I'm sorry. I should have wrote it down. I mean, I really, I really can appreciate, and, and I really like that it doesn't require, it doesn't generate a physical resource for an event. Yes. It can be for anything. I mean, mostly, mostly I'm using it for events, but I can use it for anything, right? And so that was, that seems like the, the most, because we have some other, other heroes that have these types, these types of cards, right? Like um, the one I'm thinking of is Miss um, Marvel's bio, Biokinetic Suit. It's a wild resource, but it has to be for a specific... Isn't it an event card? Yep. Yeah, so... But it, but it costs less, I guess. Um, anyway, this card's... I just have had a lot of fun playing with and, and making sure... Because he can mulligan so hard, right? You can... You can... If, when you're on uh, the Alter Ego side, you can discard two cards after you mulligan and then draw two more cards. And, and three if, you have, if you're playing with Scarlet Witch, which... Um, won't happen right now yet, at least in the U.S. And I should also preference that I've only got to play one game of Quicksilver. Those opinions are trash. <laughs> yeah, then, just... then you can't talk about how bad version resistance I, I'm, is. <laughs> I'm just going off of what I felt during the game. It was the one card where I got it out, and I was like I was super excited to use it, and I had some really weird timing issues with it. Well, you... Maybe some of our listeners will tell me how wrong I am on Discord. So go ahead. Hang on, let me make another account. (laughs) No, I don't think so. I think that I think you're both right. I think uh, the first time you take Quicksilver out, he can be really clunky and hard to pilot. So friction resistance is this three cost card that you keep missing on, and you're just like, why did I invest three resources in this? But once you start spending it and then using Quicksilver's like innate ready to give you a resource back. I like to use it to play an ally and then use Earth, Earth's Mightiest Heroes to bring it back. You can do that in any aspect because all the aspects have two-cost allies at this point, so that was pretty cool. I did like Friction Resistance when I pulled my Obligation. That was amazing because I was able to tap Friction Resist, do the Always Be Running, then untap it and the hero, and I was like, dude, this is great. Yeah. My favorite card is not... Friction resistance, just to be different though, like it should be friction resistance, but it's Serval Industries. It seemed like real bad card recursion when they sort of spoiled this card in the pack. It's Ultra Ego Action, one cost support, exhaust this card, shuffle two Quicksilver cards from your discard pile into your deck. Seems like not great, right? But all those always be runnings, you get four copies of this one cost ready Quicksilver card, can get shuffled back into your deck. There's an event that gives Quicksilver plus two, plus two, plus two. That's really good. You can shuffle it back into your deck. And even those um, upgrades, like let's say you lose friction resistance earlier, you have to spend it as a resource. It sounds horrible, but sometimes it happens. And Serval can pump it right back into your deck right when your deck is almost about to shuffle. So you can like set up this perfect turn once per deck pass. And that's really appealing to me, at least. Yeah, that's a, that's a cool card. Mine's actually different than all you guys' too. I really like Double Time. I like the versatility of it. Nice. I like Double Time, too. Can you tell us what that does? I can't remember. Yeah, so it costs two. Uh, Hero action, choose two of the following. You may choose the same option twice. Deal two damage to an enemy. Remove two threat from a scheme. So you could deal four damage to the villain, which is bad. Or you can deal two damage to the villain and remove two threat, or two damage to the villain and two damage to a minion, or remove 
four threat from the main scheme, which is not bad. That puts you in line with um, um, uh, just um, for justice, for justice, and or you could remove two from the main scheme and two from the side scheme. Um, now it's not as good as clear the area in that retrospect, but at the same point, it's on one card. So just the versatility of it, I've really enjoyed it. And it's not an attack or a thwart. So it gets around stunned and confused. Yep, it gets yep. around guard. All like the horrible yep. things that Dr. Strange gets to ignore with his invocation deck. Quicksilver gets to ignore with one <laughs> card. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yep, I really enjoyed yeah, it. That makes it... I think that's... I think that's... Well, maybe not often overlooked, but um, sometimes that can be overlooked by people. So I think that's really good. All right. So let's let's talk about the entire pack. So... Um, his his whole pack comes with its protection. Um, have you did you guys did, have you played with the pre built deck? I did. I did. Yeah. Okay. What did you guys think about the pre built deck? I liked it a lot. I I thought it was very interesting taking him protection, and I actually really enjoyed him as a protection hero. Um, I realized that I was protecting every turn because I could untap right afterwards meant I didn't need to have cards like Indom Indomitable and stuff like that. Um, I, he felt good as a protection hero, especially when you get him up to that three defense, and then you have stuff like Sidestep and um, uh, Never Back Down. Never Back Down, yeah. Which Never Back Down is my new favorite protection card. Never Back Down is? Okay. What is she running into in that artwork? Cars? I think it's like a taxi. Whatever she wants. Mm. Yeah, there you go. Makes me want to go play Miss Marvel. No. Lots of good Miss Marvel <laughs> art and protection, right? Gross. Yeah. I, I yeah. like the pre-built. I don't think it's a very strong pre-built, honestly, though. I think that severely lacking in allies, which is hard to be really powerful when you don't have a lot of the strongest card type. Even if you have multiple man, not like... Great. Um, I think that having three copies of Nerves of Steel really hurts this pre-built deck in solo and two-player. Like, Nerves of Steel, in my opinion, is a fairly limited-use card. It definitely has uses in decks where you have a ton of protection events. But even in his pre-built, he's got, I guess, six defense events that can trigger it. So that's pretty good. But you really have to build around it. It's not like an attack or a thwart event where everybody's got one sitting in their signature kit ready to go. Um, and I, I don't know. I felt like the the main synergy of his pre-built deck was using all the basic cards and ignoring most of the protection cards and just going wild with Adrenaline Rush and Civic Duty. I, I felt the same way with three copies of Adrenaline Rush and three copies of Civic Duty in there um because he's all about buffing his stats and readying right i guess in that one yeah so yeah you get to keep with civic duty and adrenaline rush they each give you a plus one or either to thwart or attack and you get to keep it till the end of the phase so as long as he's readying he gets that that stat buff um yeah and i thought so, adrenaline rush was better than civic duty but i civic duty is decent um i would but you're playing Justice yeah, a lot. Yeah, and I don't think I so would ever lost. put this in a Justice deck, but I think it is definitely... Uh, it's hard, unless your hero can untap. So maybe in a Captain America deck, I might put Civic Duty in there, because you can untap Captain America also. 
Well, and there's a ton of heroes that can untap, right? I mean, Ant-Man's got cards that can untap him. Iron Man, Iron Doctor Man. Strange, Black Widow all have yeah. untapped potential. You also have cards like in a in a in an aggression deck. What's the what's the aggression card? Battle Fury, yeah. And since Earth's Mightiest Heroes is basic, everybody can make an aggression or a leadership or a I guess soon justice Earth's Mightiest Heroes deck, right? Just protection is lacking in that that regard. I didn't think they were bad, but I think they were like a card that I would throw into every deck. Definitely a card you want to build around, right? So just so people listeners know, Adrenaline Rush is a one-cost basic upgrade. Hero action, discard Adrenaline Rush. Your hero gets plus one attack until the end of the phase. And there's no limit. You could put all three out there, discard all three in one turn, and get plus three attack. So with Quicksilver and his Inherent Ready, that's plus six. That's crazy pants. Um, likewise for Captain America. And if you include Ready events in your deck, they just get more and more powerful. I've seen a ton of games where... People are doing these one-turn kill decks where they, you know, get 30 cards onto the board and then they do a one-turn kill where they trigger all three adrenaline rushes and a couple other stat boosts and they just destroy the villain, which can be super fun. You have to build your whole deck around it, right, and stall out until you get all the combo pieces in play. But these combo pieces are so cheap, it's just, they're pretty strong basic cards. I wouldn't mind making a combo deck like that at some point. I think you're gonna your strongest. Well, I have. I let's not talk about that yet. Um, so, because since we're talking about the entire pack, um, I would say that the top. Well, my my top three cards besides resistance, because that's. I think that's a key card for his deck to to. Get, I, I my favorite use for friction resistance is for always. Um, but I. I like the idea, and I like, like the implement Speed Cyclone, um, which is an X cost event. Hero action stun X enemies. Um, I think that's awesome. I think that it's better in certain aspects. For example, I think it's going to be better in aggression than maybe in protection with him, because with protection, you're probably going to defend every time. Um, and you don't necessarily need that, the villain or, or minions maybe to, to be stunned. Um, anyway, that, so that's an amazing, I think that's, I think that's a great card. Um, I'm excited to see X cost cards and not just X benefits, right? Like, um, what was the, what's the other one we got? Like the United We Stand. That's not one of my favorite cards in this deck or in this kit in this pack don't get me wrong i actually dislike this card a lot but um that one is you heal damage from up to x from the characters where x is equal to the villain stage number it's it's a different thing but i I like the x cost cards so i'm excited to see that i hope we see more of it um not too much but um i think it's fun like anyway so that one speed cyclone um i really i actually really like multiple man um, yeah, I mean, if you get four copies, it'd be different. I also think he has too much. He has too much points. I think he should have been a four. Uh, uh, a break the rules. You can have four in your deck. He costs four. He's a one, 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 not a one, one, two, and you can get four out into play. Um, 
Yeah, but then you have to have, like, I mean, you can't even do that in protection because you don't have Triskillian and he's not an Avenger, right? I know. There's there's things about it. I, I think he's a little too clunky for me. I think the the reason I like him is the same reason, Crimson, that you were talking about double time is, well, allies are, gener- are, are the strongest card type, but paying four to do any, any combination of three attack or thwart in a turn, and then also get three turns of chump blockers after that, or that turn, and then two more. Like, the, the versatility of those three, spend those three however you want to thwart or attack, and then your three turns, assuming there's no minions, that you're not going to take an attack from the villain. Yeah, to me, he's he's similar to Basic Mockingbird, right? Basic Mockingbird costs three, you stun the villain, you can chump block with her the next turn, so she can block two attacks. He costs four and can block three attacks. That's like his real big benefit. But you've got to have three open ally slots. Yep. You can't have any other copies of him, I think, is it in your discard pile. You can play him from your hand and deck, but not from your discard pile. So once you've missed one of them, you're kind of like behind, right? That's exactly right. That's the, so, so it's like uh, play him now when you get him first, if, unless you're setting something else up. But that's when you really want to play him is early to help you get set up on the next two and three turn, second and third turn, I think. Yeah, I think when we get, like when you play in multiplayer and someone plays boot camp on you or they play lead from the front from leadership and all of a sudden he's a 2-2 when he comes out, that can be really strong. But Or if you're playing with the Captain America, now he only costs three. Yeah. The biggest thing I don't like about him is that once you play him, there's a lot less allies in your deck. So if you're... If you're reserving six deck slots for allies and you play multiple man on your first turn and somehow they either get wiped out or they soak, you know, three attacks in a multiplayer game, all of a sudden you're down to like three allies left in your deck. So you've got to build more allies into your deck um, just so that you're sure you have coverage in later rounds, which I don't know. I like allies, but I don't like them that much. I think that you're still, you're still getting the same benefit though, right? Like if, you're still get. It's just you're getting three out right now instead of one out now and two out in the next two turns or something like that. Yeah, but well, let's be serious. Ninety nine percent of the time, I just threw away the multiple man to uh, heal warlock. Really, I thought warlock was the most boring, useless ally in the pack. I th- I think he's one of the most ingenious allies. So you spend one resource to thwart for two over two turns or attack for two over two turns. That seems horrible. <laughs> I like the fact that they put healing on an ally. To me, that, that it's not so much Warlock is good. It's as much that Warlock sets a precedent that I would like to see more of. Gross. <laughs> I had never backed down multiple man and um, the the tornado as my top three cards. So we've already talked about all three of them. We didn't really say what never back down does, but it's a one cost defense event. When you defend against an attack, you get plus two defense for this attack. So you have to play it before you see what the boost card is. If you take no damage, stun the attacking enemy. It's like a real cheap stun. And in decks that you build around this, like Spider-Man or someone that you get to two or three attack inherently, you can almost guarantee a stun for one cost, which is really cool. Yeah, I had never backed down. 
one of my tops. And then, of course, the um, double time. And I really, I, I, I know it's justice, whatever. Sense of justice is actually really decent. Even though it can only be used for events. What do you think makes Sense of Justice better than like Martial Prowess or the defense version? Um, for me, the the reason why Sense of Justice is better than the like defense or well, maybe not so much the aggression one because aggression also has for for me most of your thwarty justice cards are events like for justice or clear the area or sudden strike you know. I, I think it's a good card. I will have to play around with it and test it. Unfortunately, I have not got the chance to do any testing with it. I think it's better. I think it's the best of the three cards. Um, because generally, maybe someone's crunched the numbers, I'm sure. But I think thwart, thwart cards, you get you get less. In a, how do I? How can I say this? Like, for one resource, you're going to be able to thwart, generally. You think they're more cost-effective, right? You, for one resource, you get more benefit for thwart events. Yes, yes, there you go. That's, I think so. I think so. And it costs the same. They're all two-cost upgrades, right? Um, so I, I think Nerves of Steel is the worst. Really? Shocked. Yes. I strongly disagree. Um actually have him in the opposite order. So I, I know I trashed Nerves of Steel earlier, but the one thing I hate about protection and a lot of protection events, just like never back down that I just mentioned, I hate spending cards during the villain turn. If I spend three resources during the villain turn to play events and I have no cards left in my hand, how boring is my turn when it comes to my turn? And I say, I attack, now I pass. <laughs> Sounds horrible. But you got to understand when you're playing protection, though, part, your turn... Like you get to do a lot during the villain. The idea is you get to do a lot during the villain phase. No, that's that's boring. It's called the hero round or hero phase for a reason. So with nerves of steel, <laughs> so you don't like playing Black Widow. Yeah. I actually dislike that part of Black Widow. I like being able to do stuff. That's fair. I think it's a lot of people like. It. I enjoy that aspect of it. But if you dislike it, I th I think Black Widow gets a bad rap for that though. She's still got five events that you play during the hero turn. And several things that she does. It's not like she does nothing, right? Because she plays those preparations ahead of time, and then you draw a full hand. So you're still playing the preparation on your turn. You're just triggering it on the enemy turn. But when you play those defense events in the enemy turn, you can literally get to your hero turn with no cards in your hand. But with Nerves of Steel, you can make all those one-cost protection events that I'm always like, Ugh, do I really want to waste a resource on desperate defense? Now it's free, right? So it's just pitching one card instead of pitching two. But you definitely want to waste the resource on Never Back Down, right? I mean, maybe, but if I have to do that and Desperate Defense to get my defense up, now it gets to my turn and I have one card in my hand? That sounds horrible. I I'm with you, Americana. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in your camp. I, I, I think if you're spending all your cards on the villain turn, well, that was your turn. You, you know what's funny, <laughs> that's funny about that is my wife just got to play Black Widow for the first time, and she realized like what she was doing. And she's like, wait, she, she played all these preparation cards and then she's expecting to, it, this is a little bit like adjacent, like what, what we were talking about. She's expecting to do all this cool stuff and then she didn't have any, like anything she could do on her turn. She had cards, but she didn't have anything that she can actually like attack the villain with or thwart, just her basic. She's like, 
what am I supposed to do? I'm like, play, play cards. She's like, this is boring. <laughs> she thought it was so boring. I, I get it. I, I think that my argument is that if you're going to spend all your resources during the villain turn, you lose part of the game. But if you can use Nerves of Steel to save cards so you get to play in both phases, to me, protection becomes a lot more fun when Nerves of Steel is on the board. Martial Prowess and Sense of Justice are great because they make your cards cheaper. But we have a ton of cards already that makes things cheaper. We have Quinn Carrier. We have Helicarrier. We have all of those enhanced resources that do basically the same thing. So they're they're neat and cool. But I, and I guess a lot of those you could use on defense events too. So maybe I'm preaching to the choir. But um, I guess Helicarrier couldn't there. So one card is different. What you're saying is this is another card that benefits lessening the the sting of playing a card that you could potentially be it makes green cards less gross so we'll take it <laughs> okay oh man oh and for for martial prowess i think it's better than sense of justice because i think every hero has an attack event but not every hero has a thwarting event like i think i think wrong iron man doesn't have a thwarting event i guess black panther doesn't have any attack or thwarting events so he really hates this stuff um, but in every other like hero signature kit, yeah, Iron Man's not go th- got no thwarting event. He just has his basic two, and he's got arc reactor. So he's known for being really good at thwarting, but it's just because of his two thwart. So it's kind of funny. Yeah, you just don't put those in sense of justice in those decks. Yeah, so they're not as good. You're right. Got it. <laughs> yeah, you just don't play those decks. That, that's that's what I heard. <laughs> no, he has a he has the mark the mark five helmet. Remember? Oh, that's true. But it's not a thwart event, right? It's a thwart upgrade. Oh, you're right. Well, it, it's a thwart action, but it's not a thwart. He's probably going to run clear the areas. There you go. Okay, okay, okay. What are we talking about again? We were talking about cards we liked, and then I got talking about ranting how I dislike things. Okay, so is that your least favorite? Well, what's your least favorite card in that in that pack, then? Ugh. I think Warlock is actually my least favorite card. I think that it is a waste of an ally slot. I love Warlock, the character. And I like his like self repair self like mechanism that's in the comics that they're putting into a card, but I think spending a mental a specific type of resource to just heal two damage from him, yeah, it's cheaper than first aid. That's great, but his stats are so low, and there's no way to buff those stats in protection that at least in solo he's just like a dead card in my binder. What if it had been just spend a resource? Would that have been any better? It would have been better, um, or if he had like four inherent health so that you didn't have to like, you have to whittle them down to one health and then spend a resource to get that full benefit. I don't know. I can agree. If, if this was a blue bordered card, I would agree with you, but it's green. So I think it's good. He's great for minion blocking. There's not an abundance of allies in green. Well, yeah, you'd rather have a deck with 25 allies, right? But... <laughs> it's not like allies are falling out of the green tree, you know? I do like your comment about him being good for blocking minions, though. That makes me feel a little bit better. It's something that protection's lacking a little bit that can actually provide them a benefit in a more like comprehensive package. That's cool. All right, Crimson, what, which one's your least favorite in the deck, in the pack? It's either Brute Force, which I just think is trash, or it's United We Stand, which I also dislike. Those were my other two in the bottom. They're all garbage. I don't like uh, Villain Stage Guards, period. If it says villain stage on it, I generally just put it in the unplayable pile. Um, with brute force, if it if it said discard this card at the end of the round, it, I would be much more happier with this card. But because it says discard this after you, you make a basic attack, I'm I, I dislike that part. 
Right. It can be okay in Hulk, I guess, because now your Hulk smash doesn't get absorbed by a tough or whatever. But generally, you can just find a different card that costs one resource that lets you get rid of tough. Yeah, in general, I don't play aggression with Hulk anyways. I'd rather just put a Haymaker in my deck and sp spend one extra resource, and it's a card that's not useless 99% of the time. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is what we've seen a lot. They're overvaluing piercing a little bit. Well, yeah, that's. I think that's exactly what it is, because discarding that you have to you have to discard it once you make a basic attack i don't like it um i agree with you guys on that one that that one's bad what was your bottom card well i was gonna say brute force but say united we stand um i don't think i'll ever use that card ever i don't play leadership a lot but i don't think i'll ever put it in a deck i'll just use it for i'll use it for um like proxy cards the back <laughs> proxy cards the thing is at least United We Stand could be useful in, like, you know, expert mode. That That is three health. You get a heal, and you can have three of them in there, and it costs zero. But it's just not... Well, and it's not three to, like, the same person, right? You have to spread it across your allies. So great, it keeps your allies out longer. But most of the allies have enters play abilities, so I want them in my discard pile as soon as possible. It is character, so it, you gain. It's it gets more valuable with the more players you have too, because you can heal. I guess one damage from a, a a hero, even though that's not ideal when you villain when allies are so low, you know, such low health. I don't know. And are we a hundred percent sure that you can't target the same hero three times? I, I'm a hundred percent sure because it says from up to X friendly characters. So you choose all the characters at the same time. So you'd heal one damage from up to X. If you chose to only choose your hero as X, you'd only heal one from them. But if you chose up to three characters, I guess then you could you could heal three. And th that's that's how I read it too. I just want to make sure. Um, yeah, this this is a better card in multiplayer, but I don't play a lot of multiplayer, so. Yep, it's a hero action too. So I mean, like, it lets you stay in hero form. I mean, and you have to be an Avenger. I'd rather run this than Warlock. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's. So when I get my Professor X, I won't be able to use this. Let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about um, some recommended reading for Quicksilver. Um, since this episode's all about Quicksilver, we talked a lot about the aspect cards and stuff. But let's go back to Quicksilver. Kennedy Hawk, you probably have some recommendations for um, for comics for him, right? Yeah, so if you want to read all about Quicksilver, we can start in the, the olden days in Uncanny X-Men number 4 from 1964. Ooh, yeah, X-Men. We're talking about X-Men on this podcast, in case you didn't know. Crimson likes X-Men, <laughs> I think. Well, and there's two versions of Quicksilver. There's the mutant and the non-mutant version. Oh, they're the same person, I hate to tell you. Yeah, but... In 1964, that comic came out. It's one of those, you know, really old comics. There's a ton of word bubbles and all sorts of stuff going on. And he's mainly a background character to, to Magneto, who's, you know, the main bad guy for the comic, assembling his Brotherhood of Yield Mutants. Quickly after that, he joins the Avengers. Um, and in Avengers number 16 from 1965, they form Cap's Kookie Quartet, which is the team up of Captain America, Hawkeye, Quicksilver, and Scarlet Witch. It's a lineup for the Avengers that only lasts. It's 10 or 11 issues long um, and there's a lot of backstage bickering that it's known for and it's a pretty good read so if you get a chance there's an old Avengers run where you can run about the Avengers form of Quicksilver Quicksilver more than his sister sort of intermingles a lot more between the Avengers and X-Men universe um, and he was on X-Factor for a long time and we see some hints of that in his cards so you can 
pick up some old X-Factor issues, you'll probably find some that have Quicksilver in it, usually later in the first volume of Quicksilver, or of, of, bleh, of uh, X-Factor. And then more recently, there was a run called Quicksilver No Surrender. It's a five-issue miniseries um, all about Quicksilver and dealing with isolation and dealing with guilt and things like that. It's it's more of a modern era comic, so there's a lot of splash pages and action. It's more of my style of comic. There is still dialogue and character growth, but it's uh, not overly wordy dialogue. So that's my recommendations for Quicksilver. Okay. You could speed read them if you want to. Let's talk about our, the aspect the, the aspect that you'd choose to play with Quicksilver almost every time. Not leadership, even though I think that's probably the most powerful because leadership's the most powerful. Uh, probably. Because it's all about stat, uh, bu- buffing up the stats. I think... And, and this, is, this is me actually like trying to think about it, not just saying protection, but I really do think protection is where I'll go 99% of the time with Quicksilver. Because his... His innate, because obviously because of his innate ability to ready once per phase, and to, with attacking and thwarting, that's there's versatility there. But then you're going to there's no reason to not defend, at least once, because you get a ready. There's there's no reason. I think that maximum velocity, which gives him a plus two thwart, plus two attack, and plus two defense until the end of the round. You can only play one of them per phase. Um, but that right there gets him to three. Um, if you're running protection, you get you run an armored vest or two. You're already at four. Um, and if you get his accelerated reflex, which is a plus one defense, you're at five. So he's he is a beast in in, in protection, I think. Um, and it, that's that's still good to play even in solo, I think, um, where you're where you don't need to go defend for another for one of your here like if you're just playing. He's the only hero. Um, because then you're ready for for the the hero phase. So that's why. I mean, I think that's the obvious. Like everyone probably thought I would say that, but it what I mean. He, I I think it, what it boils down to is he's a beast. Uh, he's a tank. That's what he is, which is surprising. I mean, leadership is an obvious choice because of morale boost and uh, lead from the front. And maybe even Avengers Assemble, which would let you untap him again. But obviously, I, yeah, I, I'm thinking protection too. I, I, this is the type of protection hero that I would like to play protection with, which is being able to block and then still be able to attack on my turn. Yeah. I would say that Quicksilver has classic costumes in green and blue, but I wouldn't pick either of those aspects. I think. Protection is probably my number two aspect for him, just for the points you guys have brought up, that you get to do that defense and then ready, which I think is really strong and encourages you to defend, which is good. Um, but I think that Aggression with Quicksilver has some redonkulous decks using Yarnbjorn, because every time you do a basic attack, you can use Friction Resistance to trigger Yarnbjorn, and then untap Friction Resistance and untap Quicksilver and do it all over again. So you do have to get friction resistance and Yarmbjorn out there, but once you get those two out there, four resources um, for those two cards, you can do, I think you attack for one, Yarmbjorn for two, ready both things, attack for one, do Yarmbjorn for two. So you can do six damage right off the bat with like spending no resources from your hand. And without any like additional stab, like that's just an upgrade, no, no stab. 
Yeah, no additional stat boost. And you can get around guard with like the Yarnbjorn parts, so you can just sit there and ping a minion and Yarnbjorn onto the villain, all sorts of crazy stuff. <laughs> that's, so, that's so awesome. Oh, man. Uh, but here, here's the question then. So, okay, you got Quicksilver in play, you got Yarnbjorn, and you have Friction Resistance out. Yep. You tap Quicksilver to make the attack. Then you tap Friction Resistance... Wait, you can't. So you, you tap Quicksilver to make the attack. Everything's ready. You have two two triggers that both respond after your hero attacks. Okay. So you trigger the Yarnbjorn one, which says spend a resource to deal damage. So you use friction resistance for that. Then Quicksilver, after you do a basic reaction, that's the other thing you can trigger. You can ready Quicksilver, and that will then ready the resource you just paid with. It's pretty insane that, that was the problem, is, is is just trying to... Now, definitely I feel like Quicksilver can be, a, you know, a little harder to pilot for people who don't have every window available. Um, but yeah, see, in that instance, just ordering your actions in the correct order make a world of difference with Friction Resist. I think that's going to be the, the key to Friction Resist, is understanding the orders that you're having things trigger in is that because they're both they're both responses and so they're in the same timing yes yeah so you can choose to even though you trigger quicksilver's response before you trigger yarnbjorn's response you can or sorry you use quicksilver's ability before you well they're both being used in the same window so you can order the window the way you want think of it like in magic you have a stack in magic it's first in last out or yeah so things go on the stack and they trigger magic has a very rigid uh order of events where in this one in this you can choose the order that things are in the window and when they uh resolve that's that makes that really good that's a really good combo so have you had that have you had that happen dan kenny hawk have you done that what the yarn yarn one yeah yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, you you have to mulligan hard for friction resistance, and then search for Yarnbjorn, But it's not too bad when you're drawing all those cards and cycling through your deck in pH row form. So, okay. So, would you say that there's any specific tips? Uh, do you think that that the aspect with with Quicksilver is brings out the flavor? Like it's it's more flavorful for each aspect because of the way he's set up to play. Or would you say that it doesn't really matter than the aspect? I think it's a little bit more flavorful. I think the the aspect sort of defines how your deck's going to function a little bit right now. Eventually, hopefully, there'll be multiple ways within each aspect. But there's definitely a couple tips and like tricks you can do to piloting Quicksilver. Like Quicksilver's ability is a reaction to using a basic ability. So if you're stunned and you want to double attack, um, that stun replaces your entire attack, so you're no longer able to trigger his ready ability. You can thwart and then do an attack to clear stunned, though, because you'll be able to ready after that thwart. Um, so there's there's some tricks and some nuance there. I also think that he, he is very decent in all the aspects because he does get the plus one uh, upgrades, and then on top of that, the aspect will give you the plus one, so like Justice, he can have three thwart, which is six sixth thwart a turn i mean yeah you're, you're going to take care of any side schemes that come out in multiplayer i i would probably 
be interested in playing him as Justice, just as the control player in the group to keep the threat down. Yeah, like I'm just thinking, I feel like compared to Doctor Strange, where we don't really care which aspect you're playing as Doctor Strange because you're really just focusing on the invocation deck for the most part, right? Here, um, the aspect really can, can bring out what you want to do with Quicksilver, uh, especially stat, stat boosts, right? Um, and some other, yeah, there's different combos and stuff, but anyway, so I agree with that. Anything else you guys want to talk about with Quicksilver? No, he's good. You guys should go out and buy him, definitely. Run to the store and buy him, yes. <laughs> yeah, run to the store as fast as you can, buy him. I definitely think this is a, a, a pack to buy. And not just because there's protection and there's some really good protection cards. I think he's a fun hero. Um, that's worth it. And go get it. Play some more Marvel Champions. Yeah, this wave's kind of like a rock star, right? All three heroes we've gotten since Rise of the Red Skull have worked in all four aspects and been entertaining. So, unlike the wave before that, where there were some, I don't want to say stinkers, but some that we weren't as high on, um, I think all three of these in a row so far have been great, and we'll find out about Wanda in March. Until next time, that'll be Marvel Champions Monthly for this episode. So you can find us all over social media, Facebook, Discord, our website. All the links are below in the show notes. Be sure to reach out, send us some listener questions. We didn't get the listener questions this week, but we'll make sure to get them in and the next episode of Marvel Champions Monthly. Thanks for tuning in, everyone.